you would have to be either dead or asleep to realize, to not realize, that marriage and family is in crisis right now. A study done a while back said that unless something drastic changes in the institution of marriage, that based on the going trends and rates of divorce, that only 30%—30% of children born today by the age of 17 will still be living in an intact family. 30%. And at the center of family life is marriage. It is very fitting, therefore, that the first feast that we celebrate after Christmas is the Feast of the Holy Family. Why? Because Jesus came to rescue, to set free, to liberate, and to undo the effects of sin. And the first tragic effect of sin, besides the break in our relationship with God, is the rupture in the relationship of man and woman. Long ago, there really was a time when man and woman lived in peace. There was in this relationship no mistrust, no sense of fear, no experience of being objectified or used. There was only peace. That age is gone. We have lived ever since the original sin as men and women in relationship of dominating and being dominated. And Jesus wants to heal that. To put an end to that. Not not by telling us to try harder. But to give us grace. I think that there are so many Catholics that come to church, that live reasonably good lives, but don't receive grace. And if you're not receiving grace then you can't live your vocation properly. He came to give us a new power, a new way to live. Do you believe that? Do you experience the power? It is by no means, just by chance, that the first miracle that Jesus worked was where? Good. The way that's the first time I've asked a question and had like immediate response. The wedding feast of Cana, that wasn't by chance. Jesus saw that the original institution of marriage was the first thing that was ruined, and so the first place he wanted to go to restore what was ruined was marriage. And that couple did something. They did a few things. They invited Jesus into their marriage. They also invited the church. How do we know that? Because the apostles were there. I have a whole theory that that's why they ran out of wine. (laughs) So you you have the church, you have the apostles, you have Jesus, and you have Mary. Have you invited those three into your marriage? Because until you invite them in, until you are 100% sold on Jesus being the source of unending life and grace, you won't experience the power.
You won't receive it. The late St. John Paul II was fond of saying that the future of the church and the world passes through the family. He was also fond of saying that the family is the first school of love. And at the heart of the family is marriage. If we screw up marriage, we screw up society, which is what we've done. We have turned away from the source and summit of grace and set up on our own as if we could do it on our own. It is safe to say that we as a church have failed with marriage preparation. I don't know if you know this, but when I became a priest, I already had a degree and I had to go to school for another five years. I had to move to another country, learn a new language, get two more degrees. I went on numerous retreats, including a 30-day silent retreat. I worked in hospitals, homeless shelters, orphanages, not to mention my three summer parish assignments to make sure that I was getting, I knew what I was getting into. I had my life ripped apart by formators, psychologists, confessors, spiritual directors, all of this before I got ordained. You know what we do for marriage? You meet with me once, you fill out some paperwork, you go on a weekend seminar, and even that is too much for some married couples. You have got to be kidding me. It's a joke. Why six to eight years for priests, but six to nine months for married couples? Which is harder? I, as a priest, guarantee marriage is harder. Because if I'm wrong in my relationship, if something's going wrong, it's my fault. Because God can't be wrong. In a marriage, there's two people, two wills, two intellects. And the crazy part is right now, the only thing that is going to make society right, the only thing that's going to make marriage right, is Jesus. And he's the very person that most people want nothing to do with in their marriages. I've noticed lately, folks, I've noticed, because we just just preach through a lot of marriages, and sometimes I look at a couple and I'm like, man, they're going to kill it. They're going to be great. And in five years, they're divorced. And I look at another couple and I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody stop this marriage right now. This is going to be an absolute train wreck. And in five to ten years, they're thriving. And I have noticed a common denominator. Two things. Between those who are thriving and those who are dying. And these are the two things. Number one, they actively practice their faith. And number two, they refuse to give up on each other. That's it. That is the two things I've seen. No matter how many times they got into fights, no matter how many times they had disagreements or struggled with any number of things that life can throw at us, the couples that made it are the ones that kept God in their relationship, actively practiced their Catholic faith, prayed together, and they were willing to work and to sacrifice out of love for each other. And this is the Holy Family. Jesus was always at the center. Except today when they lost him in the temple. <laughs> but other than that, he was always at the center. And Mary and Joseph, no matter what life threw at them, and there were many things, they refused to give up on each other. They did it together. I once heard a talk by, by a priest. He had been ordained, I think, like 20 years. 
And after the talk, it was, it was kind of his vocation story, and somebody raised their hand and said, Father, when did you be, decide to become a priest? And he said some of the greatest words I've ever heard. He answered and he said, this morning. I have thought about that line for years. Not just me as a priest, but you as married couples as too. When did you decide to love your wife? This morning. When did you decide to love your husband or forgive him? This morning. Is that your answer? Or are you just getting by? I have presided over many funerals in my life. And a couple have been very touching. One was a man who had lost his wife. They were quite old. But they were so in love all the way up to the very moment of her death. And I asked him at the wake what his secret was to happiness with his wife. And he said, it was easy, Father. I just loved her more than myself. Because that's what Jesus told us to do. And she tried to do the same for me. And during that funeral, I noticed that this man held a a crucifix. And I noticed right before they closed the coffin that his wife had the same one in her hands. And there was almost nothing left of the crucifix. The body, the corpus, had almost been rubbed completely off. And after the funeral, I said to him, I said, Sir, what's, what's with the crucifix that you and your wife had? And he said this, Father, I cling to this crucifix because it's the only thing that makes sense to me. It is the only thing that has ever made sense to me. It is the image of love, of true love, the sacrifice of all sacrifices. And I kept it in my pocket and held it most days and looked at it often, begging God to help me to be a living image of his son on the cross for my wife. It was a great reminder every day of what I was called to do. My wife and I clung to these crosses. And we promised each other that we would try to love each other like Jesus loved us until our dying breath. And no matter what, we would never give up. I said to him, you really loved her, didn't you? And he said, Father, you don't know what I would give for just one more day. I pray for all of you who are married. I pray that those are your words someday when your spouse passes away. That you, like the Holy Family, always keep Jesus at the center and no matter what crazy things are thrown at you, you stick together, work it out in love, mercy, and forgiveness. It's a choice every day. When did you choose to become married? This morning. May we know deep in our souls that the only way out of this crisis in our society is to follow the example of the Holy Family. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, save our marriages and protect our families.